that is time for our weekly political panel. Now this week we are joined by RNZ's political reporter Annika Smith and Okaha News Senior Editor Kiriyama Wright. Uh, welcome to both of you. Right, the big, the big issue of the week, everything sort of revolved around Waitangi, of course, this week. Let's have a listen. Ngātamatoa was here more than 50 years ago fighting for the treaty and for the law. And here we are today, and you buggers want to get rid of them. We should have been talked to before you allowed the tail to wag the dog. You and your shitty ass bill are going down the toilet. You know what? If you want to attack the ideas, that's great. But I can say to Pena Henaday, Māori should know better than anyone. You cannot kill ideas with a gun. But if you think separatism and division is going to take us to 2040, get an education. I came away actually uh, very impressed and I thought, which other countries on earth would this actually happen where a, a range of people with a range of views can come together in one place, uh, celebrate being, uh, you know, celebrate New Zealand, Aotearoa New Zealand, but also actually express views and I don't, don't think of anywhere else that I could think that could have happened. Well, much uh, was said and much has been said about what happened there at Waitangi. We might start with you, Kiriyama, and find out your thoughts on well, the coalition government's performance at Waitangi. I think um, Hone Harawiras and, and Annette Sykes' comments sum it up. Um, you know, I thought it was, the, the wairua was um, positive. There was definitely a sense of unity in the air. And um, so having spoken to some of the iwi leaders over the last few days, you know, they appreciated the opportunity to have that robust discussion. Um, they appreciated having all three leaders um, arrive in person and to hear their thoughts. Um, I'm not too sure if a, a lot of listening was um, was done by uh, the likes of David Seymour. That was that was a little bit of the concern was um, the term kōrero in Te Reo Māori is for, for a discussion, speaking with each other, and some of them felt like they were being spoken to. Um, so that, that Peter Tipuni, the chairman of Waitangi Trust, he wasn't too convinced with the messages that um, the government shared. Um, and he's confident that uh, more robust discussion will take place over the next few weeks and months. Mm. Uh, Annika, of course, uh, Winston Peters was uh, shouted down and, and did his, his fair share of shouting to uh, as did uh, David Seymour, and a lot of controversy about what uh, the Prime Minister said or didn't say. What did you make of that? Yeah, um, actually to David Seymour and New Zealand First Leader, Winston Peters really engaged in the Fai Corridor. They um, it was yeah really animated conversation and, and dialogue there and in stark contrast to that the Prime Minister's speech um, was quite dull really he um, recycled lines he'd said last year and he's copped a lot of flack for it, um, for not engaging in the dialogue, for not um, appearing to have listened to what iwi leaders, Māori leaders have said and I think it's a, a really missed opportunity. Being at Waitangi speaking to um, you know, people in the crowd. I'd spoken to dozens of people by the end of that um, four-day commemoration stint, and people are really fearful, anxious about the coalition's policies. And I think it was a, a chance for the prime minister to ease their concerns, and it was missed. So, in the days since, we've seen some firmer language come out um, of the prime minister around well the the commitment not to support the treaty principles bill. David Seymour uh, has interpreted that as getting the speed wobbles a bit. After after Waitangi, uh, is that what happened? 
Yeah, so this is the Treaty Principles Bill, and we had a really curious development this week where up until Waitangi, the Prime Minister had said repeatedly, look, National has no intentions of supporting it beyond first reading. Then, the day after Waitangi, um, we had him say, categorically rule out supporting the bill beyond first reading. So it's a slight change in language, but effectively that's calling the bill's time of death. And this could have been done on day one. Christopher Luxon could have done this months ago and not faced months and months of criticism. The timing is is curious, a bit bizarre, and I think it shows his political inexperience and in that he could have come out a long time ago and said, look, this is a bottom line for ACT, we had to agree to it, and it's not going any further than select committee, um, and yet here we are months ago and he's had to cop a lot of criticism. Kiriyama, the, the issue now is what, what's going to happen with this debate. Ex David Seymour is clearly intent on having this debate, trying to convince public opinion and using that to sway the Prime Minister. How do you think this will play out now? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, the, there is a little bit of um, solace, I suppose, that he's spoken to Rahui Papa over the last couple of days. You know, they're happy for the small mercy that Luxon has ruled it out categorically. Um, but it's still the divisive nature of the discussion that's already occurred and the damage that has already been done. Um, despite everything that happened at Waitangi, you know, we've got the removal of Section 27 reports, we've got the removal of Section 7AA in the Oranga Tamariki Act, and, and of course, um, the perceived attacks on Te Reo Māori within our government department. So, I mean, despite um, this move that um, our Prime Minister has declared, you know, that it won't go further than um, the first reading, um, there is already a little bit of suspicion amongst the Iwi Māori as to what that means. And, you know, we can see that David Seymour will be looking to to gather um, a public uh, support on this. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of momentum going on with Te Iwi Māori and um, I think Rahui Papa said they will use all of the platforms to ensure that the, the mana o te tiriti o Waitangi remains intact, that this um, deal between Ngāhapu, Māori o Aotearoa and the Crown um, remains intact. And so you, you will see more activations over the next few weeks and next few months in terms of um, hui amotu and um, potentially a hikoi on the day that the bill is introduced into the House. I'm curious too where the Māori Party fits into this. We've heard Arawari Waititi at Waitangi talking about the future in terms of the constitutional reform. So Māori wanting actually to have some discussion about this, perhaps in a different way, but some of his ideas, for example, suggesting a free tra- a Māori trade trade agreements, I mean, that's pretty radical stuff, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely radical stuff. And I suppose, you know, they could, they could be found guilty of using uh, the same strategy as the likes of Winston Peters and, and David Seymour on the other side of the fence. Um, but it, all, it is all um, a discussion. It's not a new discussion that's been had. Um, and it is interesting to see the differing views amongst Tiwi Māori on that discussion. But um, that was definitely the sentiments that um, Rawiri Waititi echoed in his whaikōrero, uh, at, firstly at Ratana and then here, and Waitangi. It'll be interesting to see the views of Te Māori in terms of, you know, the formation or reformation of a, uh, a Māori parliament. I know that's not the appetite of, of um, Te Iwi Māori whānui, um, but it is part of the di- discussion, and that's a discussion that um, the likes of David Seymour and Winston, although Te Iwi Māori is confident and, um, you know, they know the track record that Winston Peters has with backing uh, Te Iwi Māori, so there's not so much concern there, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, we move forward. Mm.
And Annika, that raises the question too of where Labour fits into this. Um, it obviously was starting to sort of pause some of its uh, language and policies when it was in government. I'm thinking of the Hapuapua report, which did talk about uh, some of the things Kiriyama was talking about. It sort of distanced itself from that whilst in government. Where does it go in opposition in terms of that and given that the Māori Party, you know, thrashed it in the in the Māori seats. Yeah, it's interesting, Ingrid mentioned all the talk, um, you know, during before, during and after Waitangi, and one of the parties that's being talked about the least, if at all, is Labour. And I, I do really think um, at the moment Labour's sort of fighting irrelevance at, at the same time it's come to Waitangi and it says it, you know, also opposes the coalition's um, what it says are anti-Māori policies, but it's at the same time having to defend its track record, you know, um, outcomes in education and housing, and then obviously the fact that this new government has pushed back on all of its co-governance policies. So I think in lieu of Labour being able to take up that space, Te Pāti Māori have really stormed through, um, and we saw that they came on to Te Whariruranga um, with the Kingitanga. They have out outline themselves as a as a, a, a purist Māori party, a Māori movement, and they are, are taking up a lot of that space on the left at the moment, at least in the context of Māori Crown relations and Waitangi. Anika, thank you very much for that. Anika Smith, RNZ political reporter, Okaha News Senior Editor, Kiriyama Wright, also with us. Kia ora for your time this morning.